Girlfriend, let me tell you. Girlfriend, let me tell you. Girlfriend, let me tell you. Oh my goodness, girlfriend. Hey y'all, and welcome back to Girlfriend, Let Me Tell You, the podcast. So I am your brown-skinned single mother who is coming to you weekly with relatable stories and experiences that I know y'all gonna be happy to hear about. And I know y'all gonna be like, girlfriend, let me tell you about this podcast I've been listening to. At least that's what I hope y'all doing. Anyway, I'm your host, Latasha, and I'm so excited that you choose to tune in to my podcast episodes every week, especially since now I have also introduced Six Minute Tuesdays. So y'all got to get that on your favorite podcast streaming apps. They will be available every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. All right, tune in to those. I already have a few episodes already loaded. So let me get into my topic. So today I'm going to talk about taking what you get. Well, I'm going to talk about when we take what we can get, even if it's not what we want, because we think that's the best that we can do. So did you know, or did you even realize that we waste a lot of money and time doing shit we ain't got no business doing, buying stuff that we don't have no business buying? Maybe we are too impatient. That's that's me. I, I'm the type of person I used to go on Amazon or eBay or anywhere and hit buy now. Like I don't want to bid for it. I see it. I want it. I want it now. And that's the kind of person I was. So, you know, maybe a lot of y'all are too impatient just like I am or was because you have to have it right now. And that's why there's so many people who have a lot of stuff, but they complain about most of it. And I think that's how hoarders are born. They're buying substitutes for what they really want. And it's like they're not going to stop buying a certain type of thing until they get the one that they want. Why do you think that some women have too many purses and throw them in a pile? They don't even use all of them. Or why do you think that some men have multiple watches and all of them are cheap or they're imitation because they probably want a Rolex and if they could get a Rolex, they probably would never buy another watch again. Or they would probably, you know, feel like, oh, I don't need as many watches. But that's what, that's what people are doing whenever we buy stuff. It's because I want this thing, but because I can't have it right now, I'm going to get something else in place of it. And that's how you waste money. Because you're buying something that you don't want. And that's why you complain about it. Because it's not as good as. It's similar to. You ever been hungry. But you didn't know what you wanted to eat. So you just start eating stuff. And you you keep eating and eating and eating. And you never really get full. Because you're still hungry for this certain food. Even though you don't know what it is. That's the same thing with us settling. Whenever we take what we can get. Because we don't think that we can get anything better. So I've been guilty of buying things similar to what I wanted and then later realizing I should have just waited for it. And the reason why I'm doing this episode now is because people are getting their stimulus checks, people are getting their tax returns. And during this time when people are getting a lot of money, a whole lot of car lots make a lot of money. And it's amazing how having money puts a rush on everything. It's like money makes people look at a situation that is usually just uncomfortable but all of a sudden it's so unbearable and it affects the decisions that we make. Like, oh my gosh, I know I've been in this situation. And I've been kind of okay, but now I just can't take it anymore. The money is burning my pockets. I have to spend it on something. So we'll do anything to do something different or to have something new. So let's talk about that. I remember a long time ago, I really wanted a truck really, really bad. At one point, I wanted the um, the Ford Bronco and I already knew what I wanted it to look like. It was going to be black 
It was going to be a four-door Bronco. It was going to have the fire. You know how the trucks would have like the fire on the front. So it's like the orange, the yellow, the red. But it's like the flame is coming towards the truck from the grill. That's what I wanted. And I wanted to sit real high because I'm a small woman. I'm five, four and a half. Back then I was like a size three or four in pants. And I wanted this big truck so I could look, you know, just look over people as I was driving. I wanted the big wheels and everything, the tinted windows. But even though I wanted that, I ended up getting a Chevy Impala, a car that I didn't even want. And that was a janky deal when I got the Impala anyway, but that's a whole other episode. Episode. Anyway, so I got the car. Then I was on the city bus for about five or six months after that. And I was pregnant. And the car, I had actually gotten rid of it. And then I found that I was pregnant. So even though I wanted my next vehicle to be a truck, I got a Ford Taurus. But I was proud of it because I paid cash for it. And to be honest, since I was about to have a baby, I didn't think that having a truck would be a good idea anyway. But I feel differently now. I would have had my baby cruising in my truck, especially if I had another baby right now. So that car messed up and I was back on the city bus and I went through two more cars over the years. And in 2016, when it was tax time again, I've been on the bus for over a year and a half now. I feel like it was almost two years. And if you've never taken the city bus in Greensboro, North Carolina, particularly, let me tell you something. It's no fun and it is very exhausting depending on how many stops you have to go through just to get to where you were going. On hot days, I was very hot. And on cold days, I was very tired from carrying so many bags. Oh, and I was still hot because in the cold months, I had to layer my clothes. And I had my son, I had my bags, whatever bags he had from school or daycare. So even though it was cold outside, I was hot. And you know how you have on layers to keep yourself warm. But the more you move, the more heat you're producing. So now you're sweating. So you're sweating and it's cold and you're risking getting sick. But you still have this child and you have all of y'all belongings. And it's not like the bus lets you off at the at your front door. Well, not where I was living. So even after I got off the bus, I had to walk home, right? At night, let me just add that too. But right before tax time, before I even got the money, I had promised my son that we would never be on the city bus again. I told him, look, look, whatever it's going to take for us to not be on this city bus, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure that I get us a vehicle that is dependable, not something that's just going to get us from point A to point B. We're going to have to get something that's going to last us for a long time so that we don't have to be on the city bus anymore. And I was having this conversation with my son because let me tell y'all, when I lived in Greensboro, I would have to catch the bus from our house to the depot to actually get on the bus to take us where we were going. And I don't know how the buses run now, but they ran every 30 minutes throughout the day. But around 6 or 6.30 at night, they started running every hour. And my son was young. And I remember the library was walking distance from the depot. So what I could do was get off the bus walked down to the library because I had some books to return did not want those to be late because y'all know back then I was poor everything we did had to be free or had to be cost effective so I had to get these library books back to the library so my son and I had gotten off the bus and I knew the last 30 minute bus was leaving in 30 minutes right so I had to walk down to the library get the books on the the return cart or in the return section of the library and then rush back 
to the depot. Now, carrying him with me, it was like a, a 10 minute walk, right? By myself, it could have been shorter, but it was like a 10, 11 minute walk because I have all this stuff so I couldn't carry him. So I remember we had gotten off the bus and I was trying to rush to get to the library and I was trying to tell him, come on, come on, we have to get to the bus. I mean, we have to get to the library or we're going to miss the bus and we'll have to be sitting up here all night waiting for the next bus. So I was like kind of dragging him by his arm. I mean, he was walking, so I wasn't literally dragging him on the ground, but I was pulling him by his arm. And when we got to the, um, when we got to the edge of the sidewalk, so that we could get ready to cross the street. He just jerked on my arm and he looked at me and I looked at him and he closed his eyes and he said, dear God, please bless my mom to get a car so she'll stop being so mean. Amen. And y'all, let me tell you, my eyes, my eyes got watery and I just looked at him and all I could do was just cry and apologize. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm rushing you. But I need you to understand that there's things I have to do before 630. You know, like I don't want me and you to be out here walking in the dark to get on the bus. And he was like, OK, but you rush and you always mad when you have to rush. You're mad. So I took my time. Let me show you all how God works. I took my time walking to the library because I was like, it is what it is. Got to the library, put the books bu books in the return section. And when I came out the library, a bus had stopped there. I did not know there was a bus stop at the library. So instead of us having to rush back, walk into the depot, we actually caught the bus back to the, to the depot and got on our bus to come home. So the God looked out for us that day because Lord knows I did not want to have to walk in the dark with my son. <sighs> that is so... It's scary for one because you're kind of helpless when one arm has your bags, <laughs> other arm has your baby and it's dark outside. So I'd already promised my son with our next vehicle, we are never going to be on the city bus again. Right now, the other cars that I'd had, I had gotten them because that's what I could get at the time. And my credit wasn't that bad. It's, it's improved now, y'all. It's really, really improved. But whenever I was getting these other cars, it was like, oh, well, you can't afford these payments. We can't get you approved for these for this vehicle. We can get you approved for like this amount or less. Um, your, your payments will still be high and all this stuff going on. Right. So I took what I could get. Even one time, my cousin gave me a car and um, to help me out. And that car messed up. But I had it for like a good year, I want to say. And it messed up. So I thank her for that. Moving forward, though. At this particular time, I was still talking about I wanted a truck, which I've been talking about wanting a truck for years. And one of my friend girls was like, well, what kind of truck do you want? And I said, I want an F-150. And she said, well, I think you will look good in an avalanche. So I looked up the avalanches. I was like, you know what? I think I would look, you know, feminine and cute in this particular truck. So I was looking for it. My cousin knew that I was looking for a truck. I was at work looking in those auto magazines. And while I was looking in there, I found an avalanche. So I figured, okay, let me go get this avalanche. I feel like I could afford this with the money that I want to put down on the truck. So I catch the bus over to the dealership whenever I got off work. And whenever I got there, of course, the truck was there, but they couldn't get me approved for it. Now, keep in mind, every time I went to a dealership, I was having my credit run because I was checking in on Credit Karma. And a lot of dealerships don't trust Credit Karma. They run it themselves. So I got there and he was telling me, okay, so I can't get you in the avalanche, but I can get you in this. It was a Ford something. I can't remember the name of it, but it's the, it looks like a little uh, Jeep with a flat top on it. 
and it's long and it has the bucket seats or like the twin seats. So it's two seats in the front, two seats in the middle, two seats in the back. And it perfectly seats six people. I didn't want that. And so I told him I didn't want it. He was like, well, that's all I can get you approved for today. So I was telling my cousin, like, well, I could get it. She was like, no, you're not getting that. That's not what you came here for. I'll take you home. So she met me at the dealership and she took me home. Later on that week, I found another dealership that said they had an avalanche. I got there. They didn't have the avalanche anymore. They tried to sh shell. They tried to sell me a Chevy Equinox, right? So I got in there and the, 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 the roof, the ceiling of the truck was kind of sitting on my head and I'm five feet, four and a half inches. So no vehicle I should get in, especially a truck or an SUV should be touching my head. I told them I didn't want it. They was like, but we can get you in it tonight. The, the payments you want. And I was like, well, you know, it's better than the other car. So yeah, I get it. My cousin was like, nope, that's not what you came here for. And I had already told my cousin, this is how much money I want to put down. This is how much money I want to pay per month. And she was like, well, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you need to do. But you need to do it on a vehicle that you want to get. Now, this was in February of 2016. She was like, I'm going to take you home. If you find the truck that you want, call me. I'll take you to go get it. And I was telling her, but you don't understand. I'm on the bus with my kid. Like, have you ever ridden a city bus before? Have you ever been on there where you have to carry your bag and your purse and your child's bag and whatever else you picked up, maybe some groceries, and you have to be at this bus stop? Like, you don't understand. She was like, yeah, I don't understand that part. But what I do know is it doesn't make sense for you to go out here and spend your money on something that you don't want. If you're going to spend your money, make sure you spend it on something you want so you won't be sitting around regretting it. Because if you get a vehicle now, it might be another two three years before you can afford to get another one, depending on what your situation is. But not only that, let's say you can't get another vehicle for another two or three years and you get a vehicle that you don't want anyway. And then it breaks down. I mean, then what? So I was like, all right. So she took me home, y'all. She took me home and I was upset. Like it didn't, I don't, I felt like, I felt like she didn't understand. But then again, she said, no, I don't understand what it's like to ride a bus, but I do know what it's like to have something that you didn't want. So we keep going, going, going. Again, God showed up, y'all. So I had found this avalanche that I was so certain I could afford. And it was in another city. My cousin was like, I'll drive to the other end of the earth for you, you know, to get you whatever you want. So I found another avalanche, couldn't afford that. And then I found one in Greensboro. And I had called the people and I told them what what the other dealerships had said my... um what my credit score was. I also told them how much money I wanted to put down. I told them how much I wanted to pay per month. And I was like, I can't, I can't go over this. And they said, well, come on down and look at the truck. So I get there to, to see the truck or whatever. And they're still cleaning it out. When I get there, y'all, the, um, a man walks out and it just so happens to be a member of my church. Right? So it's a member of my church and he walks out I hadn't been in church in a while because lo and behold, and I've already mentioned this in another episode, whenever you are trying your best to get on your feet and you're trying to get a job, it seems like the only jobs you can get are the ones that have schedules that throw your life out of whack. So with the job that I had, sometimes I worked on Sunday morning, so I couldn't go to work or I just couldn't make it to, um, church on Sundays in time because I had to catch the bus, right? And y'all know the buses run funny. 
So anyway, I get to the, the car dealership and he walks out and I'm like, hey, how you doing? He's like, fine, how are you? I'm like, good, you go to my church. And he was like, shh, right? So I tell him, hey, I'm here to see the avalanche. He was like, okay. And I said, um, this is how much money I got to put down. This is how much I want to pay a month. This is my credit score. And he said, okay. He gave me the keys and he said, go test drive your truck. So I looked at my cousin. I was like, he said, my truck. He told me to test drive my truck. My cousin was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to go test drive the truck. Now, a couple things I wanted to know before I got the truck was how much the tires cost. And they are affordable to me. And I also wanted to know, does this truck take regular gas? Because in 2016, I don't know if y'all remember, but in 2016, gas, it was like 2015, I think, 15 or 14, gas, it went up to $4 a gallon, and this was for regular. So I was trying to make sure if I'm going to get a vehicle with the biggest tank I've ever had, the biggest gas tank, I want to make sure I can afford the gas. So come to find out, it took regular gas. And so we go riding. And the truck is just big and comfy, y'all. The heat worked because it was February. So I checked the heat. The heat worked. I have cloth seats. I have my truck seats six people. It has a CD player and a radio. I don't have the aux cord. I don't have a cassette player. And I don't have Bluetooth. My truck is a 2002 Chevrolet Avalanche, right? So one thing I liked about it was it has the plastic borders on it. And so that means if you open your door and hit my truck, you're going to hit the plastic borders. Like no matter what you're driving, you're probably going to hit the plastic borders. So that's good for me. It protects my truck. Um, it had a cover on the back so I can take that off and have my the bed in my truck open or not. I can take the back window out. I can fold the back seat down, take the wall out in the back. If y'all can imagine what I'm talking about, I can fold the wall down so I can put something from the bed of my truck to the front of my truck. This truck was everything, right? Plus it was big. It was off of the ground. I can look down at people when I'm driving. And whenever I ride past a window, like a cookout or something, I get to see how tiny I look in this truck and it makes me feel so big, right? So we go driving the truck. The man feels, well, he puts, did he fill it up? I think he filled the gas tank up. And I was like, okay, so he filling the tank up. So we get back to the dealership. He was like, okay, so how much money do you have? I told him. How much do you want your payments? I told him when we were at the dealership, it was after six o'clock. When I tell you it was almost seven thirty, it was probably between seven and eight o'clock. And he was like, so we can get you approved, but you can't drive the truck off the lot until we confirm your insurance. I was like, well, let me call my insurance guy. He was like, it's seven o'clock or seven thirty, whatever time it was. He's like, is he going to answer? Let me tell you something. My insurance guy answered that phone so quick. I have been able to rely on him Erie Insurance, James Farges in, um, I got to get the city for y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to put it in the show notes, but let me, I mean, in the comments, but let me tell y'all something. That man answered the phone, got me approved or got, he confirmed my insurance. I signed the papers to my truck and I got this truck on February 12th, 2016. I got it. I found out how to pay. Um, how to pay off a truck early, which is just paying the premium. So I'm, I'm going to give y'all a little lesson right now because some of y'all might know this, some of y'all might not. And girlfriend, let me tell you, this is very, very important. This is good stuff right here. So whenever I got my truck, my credit score was low. Not even sure how I got approved, but I guess God sent me to my church member. My church member looked out because I left that car lot with a truck, right? A truck that I wanted. And my cousin was like, see, it only took like two weeks. <laughs> you only had to ride the bus for two weeks longer. So let me tell you about this principle and this 
interest, right? So I was reading articles about it. So what I found out was principal is how much an item costs or an object costs, how much your purchase is going to be. So for my truck, I had, I can't remember how much it costs, but I had the price of the truck and everything was one price. And they were saying with you paying over three years, this is how much you're going to pay per month with interest. Okay. So the, in my interest, all my interest rate was high, but that meant that I, I could calculate it. So let me tell you how to calculate interest. So you take whatever the principal, so let's say you have a $10,000 vehicle and your interest is 25%. I know that's high, but let's just say your interest is 25%. So that means whatever is left of the $10,000, you multiply that by 25% and that's how much your interest is going to be, right? So whenever I do that on a calculator, because I don't want to give y'all mixed up numbers and y'all go behind me and be like, she was way off. Okay, so if you have a $10,000 truck and you have to pay uh, 25% interest, that means right now you owe $2,500 in interest on that truck. But let's also say your payments are $400 a month. So on the first month, you got this $10,000. You pay 25% of that, which is $2,500, but that's broken up into three years also, right? So let's say you make your first payment and that payment is um, $400, right? So if y'all got y'all pencils, y'all can pause this and come back and listen to it, whatever. But you pay that. And now part of that is going to be your principal and your interest together. Then now you're probably down to like 9000 let's say $9,800 because let's just say 100 of it went to interest, right? So now you multiply that by 25% and you see how much interest you have. So if you ever want to pay it off early, you can separate your principal from your interest and you could just pay on the principal. So what I did during these three years, because I paid my truck off four months early, whenever I would make a payment, if I had a couple extra dollars, and I mean literally a couple, if I had two extra dollars, I would say, hey, I want to put $2 towards my principal, not my interest. After you make your payment, you can put down however much money you want and tell them where to put it. So I remember one month I, I gave them $300. I was like, I want this to go towards my principal, not my interest. When I came back the next month and I tried to make my payment, they was like, oh, well, you, you already have a $300 credit because you paid towards your next month. I said, no, I paid towards my, my principal. So they had to give that payment back and take it and put it towards the principal because if they had taken it the other way, it would have been my principal plus my interest and that's not what I was paying. Now, if you pay something off early, whatever interest is left, you don't have to pay for that, okay? You don't have to pay that. You are responsible for the principal. The interest is because you're carrying it out, carrying it out so long. So if you ever have a big purchase and you are able to pay towards your principal as often as you can, a few dollars, a few hundred dollars, whatever it is, whatever it is you can get finished paying for earlier. And whenever I finished paying my truck off, it took like a month or two for it to register, but my um, credit score went up, right? So I have this truck. I'm driving around in it. I'm happy because I have ways I have, I have space to put stuff. So if I, if I wanted to have things in my truck that I didn't want people to see, I could put them in the back seat because my back windows are tinted or I could just put them on the back of the truck and lock it up, right? I'm a country girl. I like to go fishing, but I didn't like having to put the fish bucket in the back seat or putting it, 
Yeah, in the back seat. I never put it in the trunk. But now you got that fish smell in your car. With the truck, we put the fish bucket, the fishing rods. We put the tackle box. We put um, the nets. We put our rain boots, all that stuff on the back of the truck. And then we unload it when we get to the pond and we could put it back in there. After I got my truck, I went camping which was lovely because I had a whole lot of stuff and it fit in my back seat and the back of my truck because I took a cooler. I think I took two coolers. So having a truck was very convenient for me. And I'm glad I didn't get the car because I would have been driving around just complaining like, oh my gosh, I got to pay for this car for two years or three years or whatever. And I don't even want it. And see, I've had my truck since February 12th of 2016. Here it is March 15th of 2021. So I've had my truck for five years a little over five years i love my truck people have offered to buy it i don't want to trade it in i don't want to sell it i don't want to get rid of it my truck has been good to me she has not broken down i've had to buy tires and because i love driving my truck so much and i don't rent cars or anything i've had to go through a few sets of tires because i drive a lot but i've had to fix minor things on my car um replace the battery twice because I've had it for over three years. Like I've had it for five years now. So I had to replace the one that came with it. And then three years later, replace that. But nothing major has happened to my truck, right? So now I'm not out here looking for another vehicle. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, I'm tired of this truck. Can I just get another car? Oh my gosh, I'm tired of this. I wish I had that. I don't say anything about wanting another vehicle. Like I, do, I still want my truck lifted up off the ground a little more. But as far as the truck itself, I'm okay with it. Okay, um, so the point of me telling y'all that is when you want something, especially if you're going to be putting your money towards it, get what you want. Don't just settle for what you can have at the moment because a situation that is simply just uncomfortable now seems unbearable. I know how it is whenever I get money and the money is burning my pockets. I have to spend it on something, but you can take that money and put it towards something. If you know that whenever you get your tax return or you get your stimulus or you get any extra money, say, look, I have this, this $2,500. I want it to go towards a minivan for my kids and I, and you can put that money to the side. Don't touch it because if you had gotten the minivan, you wouldn't have it anyway. Put it to the side. Keep building onto it. Wait for your opportunity. If you're one of those people who are paying people for rides, because I live in the country now, so there's no city bus. But if you're one of those people who have to pay to get a ride here and there, or if you're one of those people who happens to live in a city with a city bus, then I'm going to tell you something. Do what you have to do until you can get what you want. Do what you have to do until you get what you need. Find somebody who will be by your side and help you out when they can, like my cousin. She didn't want to see me on the bus, but she also didn't want to hear me complaining about having something I didn't want. So she volunteered. Anytime you need to go look at a vehicle, let me know. I'll take you. And that's what she did. I didn't ask her for any money. She didn't ask me for any money to do the, to, to take me places because she knew I, she knew my bond. She knew what situation I was in. So that's why I'm telling y'all be nice to people because you never know when you're going to need them. Try to find people who will help you in your situation the best way they can. Sometimes we don't need money. We just need help, right? And if you see something that you want, either get what you want or wait until you can get it because it doesn't make sense to have a whole bunch of stuff that you don't need. It doesn't make sense to have three crock pots when you actually want an Instapot. It doesn't make sense 
to be out here buying blenders when you actually want a juicer. It doesn't make sense to be out here buying um, some off-brand shoes because you actually want Jordans. It doesn't make sense to be out here getting these cheap wigs when you actually want like a lace front wig. Whatever it is that you want, that's what you need to get. And we are always in a position to, to get to where we need to be. And we need to stop thinking that things are going to happen overnight. Like it only took me two weeks to find the truck that I wanted. And I would have been sick to my stomach had I gotten something else, that Chevy Equinox, or if I had gotten that Ford car, and I still can't remember what kind it was. If I had gotten that Ford, if I had gotten that Chevy Equinox, and somebody tried to sell me a Ford Escape when I simply said I wanted a big SUV. Let me tell you something. I would be sick to my stomach if I had to get one of those vehicles and then found out that that avalanche was available. It paid for me to have patience. It paid for me to wait to get what I could get because for those two weeks, I didn't even touch the money that I was putting towards the truck. I didn't have to worry about it. And let me tell y'all something else. So this was in February of 2016. I moved out of Greensboro in like August. I think it was like August of 2018. Yeah, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, it was like August of 2018 when I moved from Greensboro. So I'd already had my truck for two years, right? And my son and I had not been back on the city bus. We haven't been on a city bus since then. Since I got my truck, so I have kept that promise. So we have to keep our promises to ourselves. We have to keep our eyes on exactly what it is we want. We have to stop being in such a hurry to get out of a situation that we're in that we end up putting ourselves in a worse situation than what we already was. There's nothing like wasted money and wasted time. Money you can probably replace, but how long did it take you to get what you had the first time, right? So I just wanted to share that with y'all. That I, I know is one is it's a time of year where people are going to have extra money and everything just looks good. Everything sounds good. We got to have everything that we see. It's just it's just one of those things where money makes situations look, look very, very bad. Now, like I said earlier, I had been on the bus for like a year and a half and it was uncomfortable. But once I got home, I was okay. Once I got to where I wanted to be, I was okay. If I could get a ride before it got dark from somebody who had a car, that was great too. But it was just uncomfortable for me. And then all of a sudden, when I got the money, it was like, oh my gosh, I can't stand to be on the bus. I can't be on the bus another day. I can't believe you're making me wait to get a vehicle. You just don't understand. And people don't have to understand your situation 100% to know that, hey, you need to chill. Like, I know you don't want to do this, but you need to chill. It's going to be all right. And that's what this podcast is about to let you know, girlfriend, we got this. That's what I say on the end of my episodes girlfriend you've got this and it's true it's true so anybody who has listened to this full podcast if you have had a situation where you have acted in a hurry when you simply could have waited or if you want to share a story with me similar to mine or any stories at all I'm going to put it in the um in the uh description box I'm going to put it in the show notes section I want y'all to go ahead and email me or you can go to my website and you can just let me know, hey, Tasha, girl, I know exactly what you're talking about. I went through a situation like that. Whatever it is, I love reading stories. I love the emails that I get. I love the messages that I receive. I love the comments. I love all of that stuff. You can go ahead and like and subscribe 
to my YouTube channel, Girlfriend Let Me Tell You, the podcast. You can go ahead and like and follow me on Anchor or Spotify or any podcast um, streaming app that you're using right now. I'm your host, Latasha. I'm so excited to speak to y'all every week. Again, I appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening to me. I really want to hear some of y'all stories. Any questions that you have for me that you want to ask or that you want me to read on the show, you can submit those also. Again, the information to get in contact with me will be in the description box. Leave your comments, leave your likes, all that good stuff. Again, I appreciate y'all. I can't tell y'all how much I appreciate y'all just being here with me. This is episode 12, I believe. Yeah, this is episode 12, and I just want to say thank y'all. I want to say thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all, all right? So that's my episode for today. Um, I hope that y'all have a great rest of the week. And girlfriend, you've got this. <laughs>